Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. This is your host, Sean Tudor. This is Sam. Did I fuck that up? No, that's right. I'm fucking good at what I do, dude. Let me tell you. Um, This is a talk episode where Sean and I hang out and uh, drink some chicken broth. Chicken broth. I think it felt weird to you because you didn't say an episode number. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a while. The episode numbers? Yeah. I know. Threw me off a little bit. Um, why did we start episode number? Um, because there was a podcast I listened to and they did say it. And I was like, man, that's fucking cool. Um, but then in reality, I learned we could just put it in the title. Yeah. And then you kind of divert having to say it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and especially if we're going to start like recording things out of order, it's just going to be way easier. Right. I agree. That's probably why most people don't. Mm-hmm. Today's Mimi's birthday. Today's Mimi's birthday. Uh, and it's Wednesday. Yes. Not Thursday. Not Thursday. So she's the big five. Big five. Big five. Getting up in there. Mm-hmm. Getting up in age. She's become a little more fit this year. Yes, she did. She leaned A little out. less fat. Yep. Um, lost about two pounds. Yeah, which uh, we need to get more heart meds i think for yeah and i think we get to go back down in the weight right Mm -hmm. so yeah it's not necessarily about the weight um it's about how lean she looks Mm -hmm. and she's getting more stout Mm -hmm. yeah she's instead of blob pudge yeah which is good yeah she's looking good um i don't know she's sassier than ever man I don't know if it's pit bulls or if it's female dogs. I have never had a dog react and have so much emotions. She's got a lot of personality. So much. Yeah. My other dogs were just like dogs. Maybe we just didn't know back then, right? Maybe. We were too young. That's what I think. Maybe. I don't know. I had Ozzy in... uh, My mom had Ozzy in college, when I went to college. I suppose, yeah, look at Dash. Yeah. Dash is not nearly as expressive as Mm-mm. that one. No. He's sassy as fuck, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, because Dash, we got Dash when I was in high school. Then when I went off to... Ozzy. Ozzy, yep, sorry. Um, when I went off to... Or in high school. And when I went off to college, obviously my mom kept him. Um, he would go lay out in front of my bedroom mm. every single night. That's I'm, sad. Yeah, it was really sad. But then when I got back from college, he didn't care about me anymore. Yep. He'd moved on. He had moved on. To your mom, I bet. Mm-hmm. What a wench. Ozzy, not your mom. Yeah, obviously. Right. He was a tweenie. What a fucking... What a dog. Mm-hmm. What a dog. You've met Lola, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zeke and Lola. Mm-hmm. Those are my sister's chewinies. Zeke passed finally. I think he was, what, 18? Something old. Dude, those small dogs live forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably post a picture on Instagram today. Of hand bones. Yeah? Mm-hmm. For her birthday? Yeah, yeah. Good call? Mm-hmm. Um, what's up? What's going on, babe? That's not a good question to ask me. Oh. 
What's up? I got shit going on. I'm not going to discuss it on the podcast. Sam's just having a wonderful, wonderful week. Dude. Wonderful week. I mean, if anybody cares, they've probably seen it on Facebook, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just uh, literally walked off the plane from Salt Lake City, and I got a not good phone call. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has been just a ride ever since. Yeah, sounds like a, a bundle of not fun. Very fitting with a lot of the messages we got this past weekend. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yep. Neat. Huh. Yeah, it was. Good point. Yeah. Really lights with a lot of it. Yep. Oh. Forgive family members. Don't hold grudges against them. And, uh... Be prepared to die at any time. Mm-hmm. No one's died yet, though. No, no one's died yet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, that's why I am not a good person to ask. So, sure. What's up with you? Um, let's see. Going to look at a house tomorrow. Oh. Um, had a guy message me back about... A house I, uh... Mailed? Mailed. And, uh... I feel like... Unless people are just out trolling, but I don't think so. Like, they messaged me asking what I can offer. Mm -hmm. And I just said, hey, I gotta come take a look. Right. But then they're like... Well, I think you're going to give me a lowball offer anyhow. And I was like, well, we never know until I get there and I take a look at the place. I might not. And they're like, no, no, that's okay. Um, you don't have to come take a look at it. Um, and they asked why I contacted them. And I let them know why I contacted them. <clears throat> and they just kind of like brushed it off and said yeah you know what nope not uh not for me dog not for me and um which is fine i mean it's it's understandable but then the the only thing that's the the one part of the whole conversation that's like okay really is they go how much can you offer and i say well i have to walk it to make you an offer and then they they're like, well, you wouldn't offer me enough. You wouldn't give me what I want. Like, how do you, then tell me what you want. So that's why I asked. I said, oh, well, what do you, what do you need to get out of the house? I haven't ran my numbers. And so that was the whole point of like, this is like, okay, you tell me I'm not going to give you what you want. So I ask you what you want and you don't know. Right. And I'm like, well, of course I can't give you what you want then. You don't know what the fuck you want. Right. And, uh, they could have a, I mean, they, they they can approach it however they want, but they can at least hear out the offer. Right. You know? Especially because uh, you said this person had it on the market last year and didn't get any bites. Right. So the individual had it on the market. They didn't sell it on the market. So <clears throat> they clearly had wanted to sell it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to sell it last year mm-hmm. in the highest market. They had it listed high. No one bought it. And so... Um, so obviously, so obviously they have an idea of what they want. Yeah. So why not just tell me that number? You know, which I, then I would be like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> because if you can't get that in the hottest market up to date, 
If you cannot get the price you want in the hottest market to date, well, then I'm definitely not giving it to you in this market. Right, yeah. Huh. That's fun. Uh, I think it's funny. But I'm just happy people are responding to the mailers I sent out. Yeah, that's cool. That's fa- so, I was fast this time. Yes, three days. Yeah, it's probably uh, Brooke rewriting them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, Sean and I are not very... Uh, uh, what's the question? I'm sympathetic to people, but like the, when we write letters, we just don't know how to sound like compassionate and not like assholes. Right. I don't sound like assholes. We're just like to the point yeah. of what we're doing. But I don't know. It is what it is. I've read, I've been reading a book, um, been reading a book on how to flip houses. And it's neat because that guy actually writes in his, he writes his letters by hand. Mm-hmm. And he only writes towards cherry pick properties. He doesn't, that's it. So he will drive around driving for dollars and he'll find a property, say a property with a bunch of cars in the front yard. Yeah. And he will write a letter to the owner and send it to an owner and say, like, hey, um, blah, blah, blah. I drove by your I, – I, I drive by your property every week. Um, this is it. I notice um, I notice the tenants are taking advantage of the property by having all these cars. I help landlord or no he doesn't even say that he says or he does he's like if you're looking for any advice i help landlords um bring up the value of their property Mm -hmm. or like like help with trouble tenants whatever if if this is if you're having too much of a headache and you want out of real estate please let me or like keep me in mind i would love to to be of service. Yeah. And then he says, if you're curious, or he says like, so you know I am a a real, so you know like I'm a real landlord who takes landlording serious. Here's a list of addresses of my properties. Please drive by, see how clean I keep my, my properties, even with tenants living in it and all that. This is the kind of standard I would hold um on a property like yours Mm -hmm. so he makes it in a way of like he's almost telling the landlord he would coach them or teach them how to do it Mm -hmm. but really it's all just a marketing piece to buy the property yeah but he does like a full page write out by hand damn that's for these cherry pick properties yeah 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 i mean like ones like that we know for a fact like we want we should do that too we could yeah um that's so cool. So, so cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. That that book's got a lot of... A lot of good stuff? Mm-hmm. That's good. It was written in uh, written in 2003, or published in 2003. Um, yeah, I've been slacking on my... Um, reading. Reading. Um, I've been slacking on a lot of things. I have somewhat of a good reason. Sounds like an excuse. It is, and I don't care. Um... Yeah, I just if if you really want to have a new like perspective on life, fucking read the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, so good. Yeah, um, the beginning of it is 
is quite weird. It kind of jumps around a lot. But then once he gets to like specific sections, it's way more it's way more focused and it flows a lot better. Um I it's probably going to be a book I read a handful of times. Uh just because there's just a lot of good pieces in it. Uh I I read quite a bit of it to Sean cuz I know he relates and likes quite a bit of it. I read it before. Oh yeah, you I've, read it before. I've forgotten so much of it, so it's nice to be reminded. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we did we talk about the ten thousand dollars? No, but we're gonna talk about that right now. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, Wes Watson was on uh, the Real Bradley's Dropping Bombs podcast, mm-hmm. and Wes said this at the at the event on Saturday. People say to him, oh, Wes, it's not all about the money. Wes, it's not all about the money. And in his way of saying it, he's like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, it's not about the money. Then how come your bitch ass can't get up in the morning to go to the gym to work on yourself? How come your bitch ass can't get off the couch to fucking make a good meal? How come your bitch ass don't get up and do personal development? How come your bitch ass only gets up to go to your fucking job to make money a miserly, um, like a measly fucking paycheck, a low pay, to then live paycheck to paycheck, trying to survive, and then tell me it's not about the fucking money, when the only thing you get off your lazy ass for is the money. Mm-hmm. So your life is all about the fucking money. And uh, oh boy, I thought that was so goddamn true. It hurt. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's not my issue. By like no means is that my issue. No, not at all. I'm off the fucking yeah. I, I'm like personal development, no, like one, number one, fitness two, work three, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> and so, and then family somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but the it, it's so true that the average population, the people living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. the people that are out spending more than they earn say shit to people like oh it's not all about the money yeah. say shit to people who are who are getting more successful doing more with their life oh it's not all about the money looking for you know you know why they say that yeah. they're looking for self-validation that their shitty way of life is the way to live all right their their way of living paycheck to paycheck not taking fucking responsibility for not having personal development budgeting working on themselves getting better and saving money instead of spending all their money. Mm -hmm. They're just looking for validation, so they try to beat someone down who has done all those things. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I just love that. It's it's beautiful. It is beautiful. So, wait, did you... You didn't mention about the $10,000 thing yet. You want to? Sure. All right, Do we want to save it for an actual podcast? No, go for it. We'll talk about it in depth in a podcast. Yeah. Um, So, in the subtle art of not giving a fuck, uh, he talks about how, um, like, the value of $10,000. So, the point, like, the reason why we work is to make sure we have shelter and food and we can provide for our families. Mm -hmm. And then, once you get to that point... Everything else is just extra. Mm-hmm. So he, Everything else is wants after that. Yeah. So he talks about how is working that extra amount of time for that extra $10,000 really worth it? Mm-hmm. To a person who already has all their needs fulfilled, it's not worth it to them. Right. Obviously, a person that 
doesn't have those needs, it's going to be worth a ton to them. Mm-hmm. But to basic people that their regular paychecks already cover basic needs, basic needs, it's not worth it to get that extra ten thousand dollars. Right. And Sean and I kind of talked about that too. Like, we really need to think about the balance of how much time we want to put into our works versus being home to spend time with Mimi um, or spend time with each other. And do things, spend time with hobbies. Right. Doing things like yep. seeing the it's world. It's obviously, right. It's it's a lot. We have to make sure that our, our extra work is done with our businesses. But like I could cut back time at Gold Star and so I can fill that with this work and spend more time with me, me and you. Right. Um, so that's kind of one thing we're playing with the idea of like moving schedules around a little bit. Well, not to mention like it's also... It's also about working on yourself. Yeah. And doing that shit. So instead of, so a lot of people are like, okay, take the overtime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you work in your 50 hours a week or whatever to make an extra 10 grand throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what if, let's just say you're making, let's just say you're making 40 grand a year. And if you work an extra eight hours a week, you make 50 grand a year. Okay. Mm hmm. So you're making forty thousand dollars a year. All your needs are paid for. Plus, you're getting some wants. Okay. If you're not smart, you're really gonna fucking get m- more wants than you need, and you're gonna get fucked. Mm-hmm. And getting the cycle that Wes talks about. Right. Yeah. About. But say you're making forty thousand dollars a year, and you do this crazy thing called budgeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you start working on yourself for that eight hours a week instead of working on, um, instead of working at that job for that overtime to make the extra ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Say you're working on yourself for eight hours extra a week. Now, what kind of development can you have in eight hours? You can read books, get off social media. Um, get an online degree, probably. You could if you want. Yeah, or like could, do like online courses. Yeah, like online courses. Yep. Um, get in a coaching group. Mm-hmm. You could learn a new skill. Um, Wasn't it Andrew Tate? Someone said if you focused on something for ten hours a week, you could like master it in four to six weeks or something. Um. No, he said like if you gave me two days, I'll master something. Yeah. Someone else said something like if you worked on something for ten hours a week, you could master it in four to. Yeah. Um, you not master it, but you no. They didn't talk about mastering it. They said had a good enough grasp to do. Mm-hmm. So you could like say I know nothing about coding. If I was to just fucking spend two hours every single night learning coding, I could have a base knowledge of how to code in a month. Yeah. Um, Is, and that goes with like every skill. Yeah. It's just bad that she's just so precious. I just want to fuck with her. I know. I like fucking with her when she's sleeping. I just want to like snuggle her and like pet her with my feet. Mm-hmm. She probably doesn't want that though. No, not at all. Um. So instead of taking that ten grand, instead mm-hmm. of working that extra eight hours for that ten grand, take that time to develop yourself because develop yourself in that eight hours and maybe maybe do six hours of personal development mm-hmm. and two extra hours spent with your family or something. Yeah. This is what I learned this weekend. Money is is out there. Mm-hmm. 
things are out there. Experiences are out there. And the only thing stopping us is our brain. Oh, yeah. Is our mind. Dude, we've talked about it before. The mind is way too powerful. Right. So the only thing stopping us from making $100,000 a year is our mind. Yeah. I'm saying that for like the average part. Like the only thing stopping the average person from making $100,000 a year is your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. So then if the only thing stopping you from making $100,000 a year is your mind, the only thing stopping you from making a million dollars a year is your mind. Mm -hmm. And it's your like self-limiting beliefs that stop you from reaching that. Mm -hmm. Because we were just in a room with a bunch of motherfuckers this weekend who are all multimillionaires. Some of them, some of them, Seven-figure millionaires, some of them eight-figure millionaires, some of them fucking nine-figure millionaires. Yeah. And high. I mean, Ed's Ed's worth 800 mil. Yeah. It's self-limiting beliefs is the only reason you can't get there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Because, like, all of them say, like, they're just normal people. Mm Mm-hmm. They're just people, they started off as regular people like you and I. Yep. But they fucking put in the work. They made their mind fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Discipline. Discipline. And like uber amounts of self-development. Mm-hmm. And by doing that and continuing to do that, you can unlock your mind to what's possible. But people don't want to take the time or maybe they're too afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. But in 2023, okay... It is your own fault if you do not know a skill. Yeah. If you are naive, if you do not know something, if you are not in shape, okay, Mm -hmm. it is your own fault. Yeah. Because we have a computer in our pocket that we can fucking type in there how to anything on YouTube and within... A fucking day of consumption, we could learn how to fucking change your brakes on your car. I was just thinking about switching out a headlight. Doing doing an oil change, changing out a headlight. You can do any of that. Fuck, dude. I watched how to change out a transmission on YouTube. How to do an engine swap on YouTube. You can take the whole fucking engine out of your car and do a swap just by watching YouTube. That's insane. Okay. I've like watched how to um, how to hook up a a gas powered water heater, um, so like a natural oh, yeah, gas, yeah, yeah. yeah, water. You think I know how the fuck to do that? No, but YouTube sure does. Yeah, and YouTube told us how to do it, so we did it. And guess what? No one's died yet. It's been like three years. Damn. And so, in 2023, it's your own fucking fault if you are too lazy. If you're too naive to go on your fucking computer in your pocket and learn anything you want to accomplish anything you want, mm-hmm. it's your own. Your, it's your own fucking fault. Yeah, hundred percent, babe. So I just want you to know that that fell out the other day. Yeah, it just made me laugh. Bro, I fucking saw that, and I was like, dude, I need a, I need, I need Gabe Jacobs to get back into 
to photography so I can model some more. Mm-hmm. That's why we need a clothing line. And we can fucking model our own clothes. Dude, I need a model. I gotta do it. You ever see this shit? Dude, we should, uh... Wait, do you think we can post that? Probably not. Probably copyright issues. Maybe? Yeah, fuck them. Of course we can. Hmm. What are they gonna do? Tell us to take it down? Valid. Okay. Sounds good. I suppose, I mean, you have to think, like, in everybody's picture, they probably have some kind of branded clothes on it. Exactly. Mm Yeah. Um... Yeah, dude, there's no fucking excuses anymore. No. I mean, I just gave you one for why I'm not reading the subtle art of not giving a fuck, but that's just for a short bit of time. It's not for my 2023 year. Well. Life does happen. Let's go with that. Life happens. I mean, there are, so there are excuses. People can have excuses, but just know that your excuse is not valid. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in my, once again, like, I'm not failing all my habits right now. I've still been going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I've still been, uh, what else did I have on that thing? Cold shower. Cold showering. Uh, I did post a blog t- yesterday. Oh, I'm going to post on IG today, so. Nice. Oh, but. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm dropping everything and just being a total failure. Right. Still living life. Right. So, um, I guess the, yeah, so. Life does happen, but you just have to make sure you fucking pick it up again and continue on. Right. Because, like, I mean, like, Andy Frisella was really sick this past week. Yeah. Um, Failed 75 hard. Right. Because he literally. At, at day 51. Was that how far he was? Yeah, he's in like day 51. Uh, um, I thought he was like only in the 40s or something. Mm -hmm. Still 40s is impressive. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I'm guessing he started it again already? Uh, I don't know. Um, But I mean... He might be letting his body rest. Yeah, I mean, he was really, really sick. Yeah. But as soon as he's physically able to, he'll start Uh, again. He'll be back in. Yeah. Um, so excuses can only last for so long. Right. Well, no, excuses can last your whole life. Yeah. If you want them to. Most people do. True. Majority of people do. But no, I just, the thing is, think about it. Okay. What do you do with that extra $10,000? What do you do with your overtime pay? Me? Physically? Like, are you actually asking me or is that a hypothetical? That's a hypothetical. Okay. Got it. But I guess, what do you do with yours? Um, it goes into our joint bank account. And then we just spend it on dumb shit, probably. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, 20% would have gone back to my investing, but right. we've been paying for two houses, so it's been nixed for a little while. Mm-hmm. Which it shouldn't be in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should set up, like, automatic transfers. Right. I don't know where you're putting yours. Ally. Oh, in Ally, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh no, I love it. Get the Ally account again. What? It's like what? What is Ally at now? It's like I don't know. Three percent or something. Robinhood's at four. Is it? If you yeah. hold your money in Robinhood, it's four percent return right now. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Mm, do you want to talk about the connections or no? 
Yeah. Okay. This was the coolest thing that we probably did over the weekend. Because I jokingly told Sean, like, was it something about, like, oh, if I didn't push us to go to Las Vegas, we would not have gone to the party on Friday and met the people we met. You wouldn't have gotten pointed out by Rob Bailey for your mustache. Right. And I was like, man. I was like, this is, like, it was just so cool to think, like, think that if I wouldn't have made us gone to that, we wouldn't have done these cool things this weekend. And then Sean went deep. And I said, you don't know how far that goes back. Yep. And it obviously, it goes back even farther. But this... It's like the first significant one you can remember. Is the first significant part of like that chain that made this happen. Yeah. So I'm going to break down for you guys. This is this is only highlights. This is like highlight bullets. This isn't in-depth because there's a lot of fucking little minute in-depth things, mm-hmm. right? Through each of these stages. But these are just like big main events mm-hmm. that brought me to this, okay? A chain of events brought me to this moment and I wrote this on 120 2023. So my dad went to Iraq in 2009, mm-hmm. okay? I started hanging out and smoking weed with my friend Zach and John, okay? Your mom's going to love hearing that. I don't give a fuck. Zach Zach says to me when we're hanging out, he says, "Um, hey Sean, you're a fat little fuck. If you don't want bitch tits, you need to start benching." And I'm like, fuck, dude. My cousin PJ has been telling me I need to join the powerlifting team because I was, I was thir- I was 14 going into high school mm-hmm. and high school powerlifting. And PJ had been telling me I need to do powerlifting. So I'm like, okay. Zach told me I, I got bitch titties. Now fucking, I need to go join powerlifting. So I went up and joined powerlifting with Craig the next month. Craig. Sorry. Okay. And... Craig helped me immensely, and we've talked about on the podcast about yeah. not saying I can't, right? right? Yes. So that's that's for a different story. But so I started powerlifting, and because I loved powerlifting, when Instagram became like a thing, I started following lifters. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so one of the lifters I started following at the time was Daniel and Bailey, which led me to Rob Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. At that time, I wasn't like huge into Rob because um, I guess I really wasn't huge on anyone at that time. I was really just like people were just lifters and it was just cool. I liked watching other lifters. Did you just like the hot women? No, 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 no. I actually followed a lot more dudes that lifted than women that lifted. Oh, okay, cool. That's like big men. Yeah. And um, But so I wasn't like huge on Rob Bailey at the time. But then in 2017, I started dating you. Mm-hmm. And I met DJ Cifaldi. Mm-hmm. And DJ Cifaldi's like, hey, have you seen, or do you know what Flagner fails? I'm like, oh yeah, Rob and Dana's brand. And he's like, have you seen, did you see that Rob's coming out with a TV show? And I was like, Rob's coming out with a TV show. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I've never been huge on it, but I'll check him out. You know, like whatever. And so I watched the series and absolutely loved Rob and his lifestyle. And I was like, wow. I didn't know that this man is like my number one idol in life, mm-hmm. right? And so I followed Rob closely from then on out. 
and like just watched his shit all the time when he posted it because I really love the dude. I was listening to his podcast, everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So then I saw Rob open a CCV group. And so when I saw him open a CCV group, guys, keep in mind, also I started my business during this. And so because I became business-minded, um, then that led me to want coaching, yeah. right? <clears throat> and so once I saw Rob open CCV, his coaching group, I was like, fuck, I got to join. But I had like four months left on, on my coaching, uh, yeah. coaching. So I finished out my coaching and like one month before my coaching ended rob opened the group and so i just jumped in i was like whatever i don't care jumped in so me rob's group i'm learning i'm loving it but me count sam go to arte yes and at arte sam and kyle realized fuck we want to be in a group like this yeah we need to join a group we need to join a group so sam and kyle joined our, our joined and it was literally what CCV that weekend CCV opened. Yeah, that CCV opened that Monday after Arte. Yeah, it was very like we wanted to join the group. Oh, the group's open. Damn. So Sam and Kyle join join CCV. Rob mentions a mastermind in his group. Oh, and that was also after I randomly listened to Andy Frizzell's podcast, and one day I when I randomly decided to listen to it. Andy announces that they are opening Arte for the public. And I immediately texted Sean and I was like, we need to go to this. It took us like two months to buy tickets, but that yeah. was part of there. So then, so then um, there's a mastermind in Vegas. Yep. Sam convinced Kyle and I to go. Yep. Well, convinced me to go. And then I was like, hey, Kyle, I want to go. And then we convinced Kyle to go. And so we went to Vegas and in Vegas, we met Rob, George Bryant, Roster Runner, Mike Crossan, right? Yep. Jamie Ware, all those guys. Yes. All those guys, okay, right? And Dana. Dana's awesome. And um, so met all them. Then when we were in, then we decided. Oh, while we were there, we met Ryan, who told us to go to the pre-events. Thank you. Yep. While we were there. Met a guy named Ryan. Ryan told us we have to go to the pre-party before the Vertical Union event. So we went to the pre-event mm-hmm. at Vertical Union because Ryan told us to because we went to the Mastermind because we met all those guys. While we are there at the – so then so then we're at Vertical Union the night before Vertical Union. This is when I was writing this. Mm-hmm. And that's when Rob sees me across the room, points me out, mm-hmm. and my life was like fulfilled because Rob Bailey – is shit grinning, pointing at me. I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. Yep. Went over, chat with him. Then we run into George Bryant and chat with George Bryant. Mm-hmm. And this is like what made us recap this whole thing was we we're chatting with George Bryant and then up came his friend Danny, mm-hmm. Danny Hill. And we met, or George is like, hey, meet my friend Danny, great guy. And then we chat with Danny and Danny really opened my mind to a lot of positive things mm-hmm. um, about like emotions and things like that and, and values and living living your like living by your true self, yeah. living to your full potential. Um, and so he really did a mind shift for me that night. And then we hung out with him the next day too. Um, and so that is like what led us to write this whole thing out was the fact that at this event we meet such like – an inspirational person. Yeah, an inspirational person that 
that one if if all we got out of the whole weekend was what he told us it would have been worth our time Mm -hmm. completely to go we would have never met danny Mm -hmm. had we not went had sean not have had bitch tits and told to go to power dude literally like had i not had bitch tits we wouldn't have been at vertical union correct so because i was a fat dull little fuck and my friend zach was honest enough with me to go, hey, Sean, you fat fuck, people always make fun of you for your bitch tits. If you want to get rid of your bitch tits, you got to start benching. Mm. Because my friend Zach told me that, um, There's this, like, I'm the even, way I am. even more crazy shit of, like, in there of, like, how Sean and I met. Oh, yeah. And I didn't want to go, like... Too deep. If I went too deep into every bullet, I would have had to recollect so much shit, and I, I would have filled up a goddamn notebook. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I didn't list joining the National Guard, moving to Eau Claire, um, just the, and that whole slew of things. The random chance you and I just both decided to join the Native American History Class the week before the semester started. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I actually, like to, to tie that in a little more, I actually met with a Marine recruiter when I was like, when I was like um, three or when I was 16 and a half, I think. It was like six months from 17. Oh, fuck. Maybe I was three months. I think I was three months from 17. I met with a Marine recruiter. And I was like, hey, I want to join the Marines. <clears throat> and he's like, okay, dope. And I was like, when can I join? Like, can I join like soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, no, like you join when you finish school and then you go down. And I was like, it's like a year and a half. It's like a year and, and some change away. That's like a a long time and i was like okay well i'll keep you guys in mind and then my friend tommy like one month later my friend tommy's like hey sean i just joined the national guard you should join with me and i was like oh okay cool yeah like my dad's in the national guard i was like well what's it what's it entail and uh he's like you can join at at 17 the day you turn 17 and i was like done dude went and met with the recruiter and i was like yeah fucking sign me up He's like, you like shooting guns? I'm like, yeah, dog. He's like, infantry. It's like, done. Probably the dumbest fucking thing I ever did was listen to him about that. I should have went for like fucking a mechanic or something. Mm-hmm. Hang out with Chief all day long. What was I thinking? Sleeping barracks. Dumb. But um, did that. <clears throat> and um, uh, four, five, five days after, five days after my birthday, I was signing papers. Damn. My 17th, 17th birthday. I was signing papers. So, I mean, like that, right? That obviously played a role. And then I quit actually doing all the shop classes because I was just going to go to school for welding. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, well, I can go to school for a four-year degree now for free. So had I not joined the National Guard, I'd never done that either, right? And so... And if you would have never gone to a four-year degree, we would have never met. Right. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, there's just... There's a lot. There's just things, dude. There, I mean, we could have got deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. But what I'm getting at here, guys, and why we wanted to talk about this is because... Maybe you have bitch tits right now. Are you going to do the wise words of Wes Watson? Dude, maybe you got fucking cone titties. You got bitch tits. And all you got to do is fucking change who you are today. Fucking go on your phone. Look up how to get rid of bitch tits. Fucking start working out. Start tracking your macros. Lose some weight. You don't know what that one event can do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I would not be 
I would not have built a business. I would not have sold a business. I would not be doing the thing I'm doing right now. Had someone told me I got bitch titties and how to fucking fix it. And so I'm telling you right now how to fix your bitch titties is going to the fucking gym and benching. Okay? And now it's on you to change your life. You couldn't continue on while I drank my water? That's done. My rant's done. Oh, my God. So then I had to jump in. Yeah. Sorry, it was a bad time to drink water. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, because then you have to think about what are the odds of, like, weird. Um, what, like, in my life pushed me to do, be in that spot? What did DJ Safaldi do in his life to get him to that point? Mm-hmm. Like... So many other things connect to that, too. It's just, it was so cool to sit down and, like, think about it. And it all started with me joking, like, basically saying, like, oh, Sean, if we didn't ever date, you wouldn't be at this event. And then Sean's like, wait, actually, though. Yeah. And it was really, it was really entertaining. Yep. It's crazy what we take for granted in the moment, and we think just little things are happening to happen. And we don't break down what those chain of events actually mean Mm -hmm. and so what kind of chain of events what kind of things can you change today and start today Mm -hmm. that will impact your years that will that will significantly impact your life 13 years from now right what kind of room could you be sitting in 13 years from now by by literally just like i'd said just by tweaking just tweaking a little bit all you gotta do is tweak a little bit all i did was just i just started going to the gym Mm mm-hmm all Ed's son did. Son, all Ed's son did was just believe that he could win. Right. So that's what I got for you guys today. Mm-hmm. That was oh, good. That was a good one. Hope you enjoyed it. This is a good message for the peeps. Oh, I gotta post our word saying of the week. Which one you post? Your background. I am a soul, and this is my vessel. Mm-hmm. Love it, babe. Sweet. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. See you.